0: All new, crisp, cool, refreshing Cano Tambos. A complete, affordable library of tambourine loops from 50 to 154 beats per minute. Pop the top and add instant life and dynamics to any mix. Used by the top producers, engineers, and recording artists of today. Simply drag and drop. With multiple bit depths and sample rates to choose from, you'll never have to record another tambourine again. Visit canotambos.com. That's C A N O T A M B O S.com and enter promo code TURNEDUP. One word, TURNEDUP for 20% off. CANO Tambos. This sentence is like a (laughs) merry-go-round.
1: And is also like a merry-go-round. Is what this sentence is like: a (laughs) merry-go-round.
0: Broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Offering a glimpse inside the music industry. Shedding light on things they don't want you to know. And exposing some of the industry's biggest secrets. You're listening to the Turned Up Podcast. Presented by Real Sound Productions. Here are your hosts, Jake Jones. (laughs) I
1: love you. Dang it, man. And Robert Venable. So then he came up to me and said,
0: Play that funky music, whiteboard. (laughs) Is that really how he said it? (laughs) Maybe, yeah, he sung that request to him. Happy birthday, Robert.
1: Thanks. It's not even my birthday. Mine either. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Turned Up Podcast.
0: Uh, I'm Robert Venable. I'm Jake Jones. Let's jump right into it. Thank you for listening to the Turned Up Podcast. What are we talking about today, Robert? No wonder, or is it?
1: We are talking about uh, one-hit wonders. One-hit wonders. It's one of those things we've been wanting to talk about for a while, and uh, if you've ever wondered about it, it's one of those... um we, I guess we should define what a hit is first like So we can say what a one hit wonder is But it's one of those things that I've always Like heard and I'm like oh whatever happened to that group Whatever happened to that band or uh, Remember that song did they ever do anything else Well we've got the stories on maybe why they didn't And uh, what those songs are That's
0: right so what we're calling A one hit wonder uh, would Essentially just be an artist who had One successful hit song One song that broke top ten Without a comparable Subsequent hit Uh, The term could also be applied to an artist who's remembered for only one song, despite maybe other successes. Like, you know, there's just known for this one song.
1: Yeah. La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. I think he had another song, too, that actually played on the radio. Yeah, yeah, a couple songs.
0: He had Menudo. Yeah. But
1: but everybody knows Ricky Martin from La Vida Loca. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So, ground rules going into this. So, it has to be, like, known for one song or only had one song that did significantly
0: well on the charts going with that we're, we're going with it okay. um i do want to start with the 1960s this was definitely a good decade for you you were <laughs> old enough to have witnessed the invention of sound and right. music and the universe and everything <laughs> it entails it was just me and god hanging out yeah the earth what four four and a half billion years old something like that is the earth ish no, the earth, yeah
1: okay. a, a woman never reveals his hurt wait
0: no <laughs> a true gentleman a true gentleman never reveals his old his own age so let's jump, uh, you know, billions of years in the future from when you were a small child to the 1960s. <laughs> oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> well,
1: okay, let's let's jump into a song that I think everybody knows. Um, hey, baby. A guy by the name Bruce Chanel, back in March of 1962 broke the charts with that song. Hey, hey, baby. We were covering that one in band. Like a marching band, yes. Uh, I think you're required to learn that one, right? Yep. I was in sixth grade and seventh grade doing the same thing. Yeah, that's that's so. That's how I, I guess I learned the song was from that. But um, yeah, everybody knows that song. But did you know the uh, there was a harmonica player in the band when they were touring? His name was Delbert McClinton. And while uh, Bruce Chanel the band who I guess I guess they're going by that name, Bruce Chanel a main singer, uh, was touring with uh, the Beatles. The harmonica player, Delbert McClinton, actually taught John Lennon how to play harmonica. Wouldn't that just be awesome to say, I'm the guy who taught John Lennon how to play harmonica? I think if they had Twitter, he would have tweeted that. Or maybe he was too humble and wouldn't have, but everybody would be like, oh man, did you teach John Lennon? I went harmonica He lessons. would have
0: posted a selfie with John Lennon <laughs> at some point. Just hashtag harmonica lessons. <laughs> oh, humble Fridays. I don't know,
1: something. <laughs> humble brag, just me and John Lennon. Blowing through harps. NBD. No big deal. <laughs> Throwback Thursday to the time I taught one of the Beatles how to play harmonica. <laughs> You're, right. You're welcome, at John Lennon.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so another song, uh, another one that I remember learning in band, actually, from the 60s, is uh, Na-na-na-na, hey, kiss him goodbye. I never knew that was the full title Me song. Me either, I actually. Like, hey, Na-na-na-na.
1: Hey. Nah. Goodbye. I think we learned that one too. I played that on basketball games or whatever. Na, 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 na. Only if your team won. Right. So,
0: well, tell me about the song. Well, uh, so it was by Steam, it, uh, who is a studio only group. Um, Paul Leka? Yeah, Leka? I think it's Paul Leka. Paul Lika, uh put together a band called Steam to tour behind it once it became a hit. Uh, the band broke up before they ever went on the tour, so he put together another band. Well. I actually know something about this. Okay, yeah, because I think that's all actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Write a song, it goes big. Shoot, I guess we need a band. We put a band together, it breaks up before they ever get a chance to tour. That story
1: sounds eerily familiar. You should look up the band You Hang Up. Hmm. <laughs> Frankie, if you're listening, look up that one. You know about it. Uh, so, okay. So, Paulika, that you're talking about from the band Steam, with the fake air quotes band Steam, Um, actually put together a band called the Lemon Pipers and they had another one hit wonder called uh, Green Tambourine. Don't join a band with this, with with Lika there. I mean, co-write with them for sure. Just (laughs) 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 Don't join a band though. So, yeah, so the Lemon Pipers, this this new band that Paul Lika wrote the song uh, Green Tambourine or co-wrote it for, um, actually it went went to the top of the charts. It hit number one on the Billboard Top 100. It spent 13 weeks there and it was actually one of the first bubblegum pop Songs to uh, chart chart top there. Thirteen weeks. That's over three months, and uh, the song actually sold over a million copies.
0: Quarter of a year. That's a big
1: deal for the '60s. It's a good good going, Paul Lika. Let's co-write if you're still around. Hey, hey let's jump a decade. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's let's fast forward into the '70s. What's going on in the '70s? <sighs> <laughs> that's
0: our
1: that's our fast forward into the
0: '70s music. Well, you know what was going on in the 70s, right? Tell me about Everybody 70s. was Kung Fu Fighting. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Those kids were fastest lightning. I know that Carl Douglas put out Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting in 1974, and that is his only hit.
1: So Carl Douglas, the guy who wrote that, was actually the first Jamaican-born
0: artist to ever have a number one on the uh, U.S. charts. And he had a he had a follow up single that just was a was a killer called Dance the Kung Fu.
1: So he kind of had a niche he was trying to make. <laughs> Kung Fu fighting and then Dance the Kung Fu. I definitely haven't heard of one of those. Only, only enough room on the charts for one Kung Fu song <laughs> ever for the history of forever. The history of charts only one Kung Fu song, please. <laughs> we and already uh, already checked that box. When I think of uh, Jamaican songwriters or singers i don't think carl douglas as a name to come (laughs) carl douglas now i do thanks (laughs) all right so i have a funny story to tell about this this next song um that jake i told you right before we started recording this podcast and i'll share with you our listeners in a second but okay the song loving you I don't like how you make deep eye contact with me while you're singing that song Jake awesome. well, <laughs> Jake's unzipping his jacket right now and pulling down the collar of his shirt okay so we all know that song and that's the song by Minnie Riperton who uh, it broke into the charts in April of 1975 why didn't she have another single I don't know but I do know that she unfortunately rest her soul died of cancer four years later but not before blessing this world With a beautiful daughter by the name of Maya Rudolph. Do you know that name, Jake? I do know that name from one of my favorite television shows. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and she actually does skits several times where she's singing songs, and she has a pretty decent voice. Maya Rudolph. Actually, in the end of the song, Loving You, you'll hear uh, Minnie singing Maya. Maya, listen to the outro. She's actually singing the word Maya. Singing to her little girl. little fun fact that's probably the last mini to ever chart on the billboard charts really if you know of a new mini since then let me know
0: yeah i don't Minnie mouse but i don't, I think, don't she think she charted.
1: at least not since 1975
0: Mm-mm. come on mini step it up so one of my favorites <laughs> no not even close to my favorite but definitely one of those songs that gets stuck in your head that will not go away is
1: Do The Hustle.
0: If you don't know the song, you know the dance. Van McCoy, 1975, The Hustle came out, and much like many, unfortunately died four years later. You don't want a number one hit in the 70s, people. And if you live five years later, you're all right. Right. Uh, Yeah, a heart attack at the age
1: 39. So very unexpectedly. Yeah. Man. So... Perhaps Minnie and Van did not come out with singles because of their deaths or maybe they were one-hit wonders already and I don't, I don't know. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. How about this song? Play,
0: that music, white boy. Play that music right.
1: Wild Cherry in September of 1976 hit the charts with that one. Play that funky music, which is rumored to actually be based on a real event that happened in Pittsburgh. That's right. A black club goer asked the band are you white
0: boys gonna play some funky music? I guess they did. Play that funky music, white boy. I wonder if he literally said those exact words. I hope so. I mean, it was play that funky music, right?
1: <laughs> that was how the whole conversation went. <laughs> <laughs> Then he came up to me and said, <clears throat> Play that funky music, white
0: boy. <laughs> Is that really how he said it?
1: <laughs> Maybe yeah he sung the sung that request to him. <laughs> I just... So there's the uh, the song Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. My wife despises this song I think because her mother played this on repeat uh, I guess she fell in love with the song You know when you find a song that you love you just play it on repeat So it was a record or cassette tape or something at the time A rec, a rec what? A record Or a cas- a
0: cassette tape I don't understand what you're talking about
1: Yeah, the most commonly referred to as um, Cup coasters You just put them on your table and put your cup on them Because that's the only purpose they serve right now Oh okay, that makes sense Yeah, you might have seen them before yes. That are in landfills Yes uh, or hipsters' closets? Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, so while Anita Ward was trying to ring my bell back in June of 1979, she was actually a school teacher before that song hit. So for all you school teachers out there listening to us right now, there's still hope. If it's 1979. Well, I mean, I guess you're right on that one because it's not anymore. But, uh, you know, if you've listened to our other 20 podcasts, you find out that that actually is impossible now. So good luck. <laughs> Keep your day job. My Sharona. Ooh, the year is 1979. Take us there, Jake. My
0: Sharona by the neck. 1979, Sharona Alperin, uh, 17 years old, is the subject of the singer's writing for a few months, then became uh, his girlfriend of four years. So...
1: I also heard there's a rumor that she is the one on the cover of that album. Really? I had not
0: heard that one. I have to look it up and see what that looks like. It did spend six weeks at the number one spot in the United States. Definitely don't look up the cover of
1: this album. (laughs) I think it's time to make your little sound effect for fast forwarding into the future because we're going to hit the 80s. Doesn't like running in slow motion to chariots of fire
0: by Vangelis. Vangelis, that's how you say that. Okay, I was reading it and I just had that word going much differently in my brain, so I'm glad you said it and not me. You know,
1: I've always said it that way since my grandmother gave me a cassette tape of that in the early 90s to listen to, and uh, which is a decade after this came out, um, in 1982 of May, but. I, I, I don't know if it's Vangelese. Maybe it's... I don't know. If I had had Vangelese? to say it, I, we Vang- might have lost Yo. our clean
0: ratings. So. I, I mean, I,
1: oh. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. And man, I should be fired from my job for not knowing how to say this.
0: One Hit Wonders band name. Come on, Eileen. Oh, good segue. Who did that one? That song is by... Okay, I just... I do want to say this. And this is... This just comes with the territory of One Hit Wonders. Of course, we all know the song titles. Oh, yeah. We all know the hooks. We know how they go, but I don't know most of these artists. This is really interesting because I'm looking at it going, oh, yeah, come on, Eileen. Right? By the Dexies Midnight Runners, I would have never known that.
1: Um, because, I mean, yeah, looking down the list of these names, I don't know most of these artists' names. I just know the songs, and I probably know dances that go along with them.
0: That song came out on my mom's 30th birthday.
1: Did you know that Come On Eileen actually kept Michael Jackson from having back-to-back number one signals on the chart? It was right after ah. Billy Jean. Billy Jean had the, the chart-topping song right before Come on, Come on Eileen, and then right after that was Beat It. So, way to go, Dex's Midnight Runners. So was it number one for one week? I don't know. I don't know how long it was there. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense because the article I read said
0: that it was uh, the following week. So So fun fact, the singer actually fired the drummer in the middle of them filming their music video for the song. (laughs) In the middle of it? Yep. So he's only visible for the first half of the video. As drummers should be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that they had a previous number one single in the UK called Gino? I had no idea. In 1980, it did well. But I guess the only one that charted in the US was uh, Come On Eileen. I
0: didn't even know what they were called till just now. (laughs) Do you know the name Tony Basil? Uh, So again, it kind of sounds familiar. Do I know the song? Like who's Tony? Who's he? Right. It's actually Tony
1: with an I. Mama. That was December of 1982 when that one hit the charts. Tony yeah. Basil. So Tony started out as a choreographer on Shindig, but uh, and it was almost, you know, pushing 40 years old when this song came out. Can you imagine? Man, it's still... She was ancient. <laughs> Watch your mouth, son. Uh, it, yeah, I can't imagine being almost 40 putting out a single for the very first time and being a huge epic song that everybody knows.
0: You know? Well, you're well on, you're on track. Shut up, Jake. And uh, I just want to know, at forty years old, how was she able to still wear her high school cheerleading outfit? That's all for I, that music video. That's all I
1: think about when I hear this song is seeing them in the the cheerleading uniforms, yep. doing that little pyramid. Okay, so fast forward a couple of years to November of nineteen eighty-five. So the Miami Vice theme by Jan Hammer, um, yeah, hit the charts in '85, but was the last instrumental number one on the Billboard charts ever, ever since '85. Don't worry, be happy. Do you like my accent?
0: That was good man i didn't even practice the year september 1988 jake jones (laughs) (laughs) the world felt a little better that year is six months old
1: welcome jake
0: jones his parents are pulling their hair out thinking what sort of monstrosity have we birthed into this world and this song comes out just in time to keep (laughs) me alive (laughs) don't worry be happy that was a good who did that one uh that was bobby mcferrin dude Again, a name I am so not familiar with, but a song I am incredibly familiar with. Everybody knows Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh, So he stopped playing it when George Bush began using it in his 1988 presidential campaign. Of course, that's George Bush Sr.
1: So I'm guessing that uh, Bobby McFerrin was not a conservative. I'm guessing not. Well, let's fast forward a little bit closer to uh, to where we are now to the 1990s. Of course, my favorite
0: decade for music. Well, probably because of this song i'm too sexy for my love too sexy for my love love's going to leave you know that song sounds very familiar maybe How? a little a little reminiscent of something that came out just at the tail end of last year i heard some press about that one we actually even talked about it on our podcast yes sir um that is i'm too sexy by right said fred I'm who just got songwriting credit for Taylor Swift's one of her new singles look what you made me do what you made me do look what you made me do look what you just made me do look what you just made me
1: that song came out in February of 1992. Not the Taylor Swift song, but uh, the Right Said Fred song. Um, and actually, I didn't know this until our research for this podcast that uh, he actually sampled a little bit of Third Stone from the Sun
0: by Jimmy Hendrix. experience. Really? And so I'll go back and look that up. So coming into the 90s here, I'm going to guess that our list is about to get very long because I do know that the 90s was chock full of one-hit wonders. It seemed like...
1: And I remember this very well, that that anybody who was pretty talented, it just seemed easier to break into the industry to me because there are so many different artists. And so you'd hear a song like, who is that? What else they do? Uh, It's it's just so confusing. Whereas now you say an artist's name, you can name five songs by them because they're playing the same artists uh, repeatedly with different songs. Right, yeah. So I feel like the 90s was just this huge burst of random genres too. We had the post-grunge thing going on. There was all this uh, The indie rock thing was coming around A whole bunch of female singers uh, Were doing the rock thing Hip hop getting big Pop Gangster uh, rap Everything was born. kind of changing Crunk music was coming around Yeah Dude uh, Let's talk about country for a second uh, Just don't tell my, my don't tell my heart My achy breaky heart
0: Don't tell my heart My achy breaky heart I just don't think he'd understand. And if you tell my heart Mike,
1: Breaky heart. He might ding, ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. I, uh, okay, so I am... This is 1992. Five years old. This song has already been out for a year. Okay. And I'm preparing to take guitar lessons. I'm trying to convince my parents that I'm serious and I want to learn. And so uh, my friend Nate and I... Stand in the living room with my new guitar that I've just acquired recently for Christmas And I perform a concert in front of my parents and their friends of Achy Breaky Heart To prove that I'm ready to take guitar lessons And what was the outcome? I took guitar lessons I hated them oh, dude. So you can a professional guitarist You learned that song for no reason whatsoever No reason whatsoever It was my favorite song at the time
1: that hit number four on the Billboard Top 100, like I said in '92. Um, but I think mean, I think a lot of people—you probably know the song. Everybody knows the song, but Weird Al did a parody of it. Um, I know Alvin and the Chipmunks did a cover of it, and we all know who Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter is—at least one of them.
0: I like his daughter, uh, the uh, Hannah Montana. Oh yeah, that's also his she daughter. was sweet. <laughs> then, then he had that other daughter. Was si- serious? <laughs> Miley serious? serious. Miley serious? Something like that. Anyway, it's just crazy. Um, so the uh, I feel like if if Weird Al does a parody of your song, you know you've made it. I think so.
1: I feel like if anybody makes a parody of your song, if it's well known enough to someone to find it and then make their own version of
0: it. Uh, fun fact uh, about me, Robert. Something you may or may not know. Hit me. Wow. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an waist and a round thing in your face you get
1: what happened she just says sound like a lady okay
0: <laughs> sir mix a lots baby got back that uh, that song came out July 1992
1: um, yes, and that's pretty much all he had I can't think of another, I mean obviously there's not another huge hit But I can't think of another song, Western Mix a lot Yeah, that's his, that's his big breakout hit Yeah, I mean his, I know His big one hit He later tried to collaborate with uh, the Presidency of the United States of America But that never came out So I don't think he's done anything since then I have to tell a story about uh loving You from Minnie back in the day I, I yes. said I had a story about that So we were at um, a theme park, Six Flags and they have one of those rides, I don't know what it's called, but it looks like a big giant space needle where everybody sits in a circle with their back to the space needle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the ring goes all the way up to the very top, like, I mean, like hundreds of feet up and then unexpectedly just randomly drops you straight oh, down. The
0: suspense on that ride is what...
1: Right. And it's like the, the anti-gravity. It makes you feel like you're floating and you're like, you're going to barf right afterwards. <laughs> um, okay, so we were there. We didn't go on that ride, we were walking to another ride right by that one. And the host i guess the guy in control he's got a little radio thing he can talk like a microphone he can talk to people like all right keep your hands and feet blah 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 blah. but it's like a teenager and he starts singing loving you loving you right as things going up really slowly he's singing the whole verse he's getting to the chorus and then it gets to that part um where it's really 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 high pitched which i can't even mimic and that's when he hits the release button for the for the ride to drop, and all these people scream. Just the the, people screaming at the top of their lungs hits that note. Uh. I think it, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd that heard. Is genius. So uh, next time you ride one of those things, just think of that song and try to time it just right. It is hitman. Now are you saying whoop or are you saying whoop? See, I didn't know there was an M in it. I only knew an M being it. Whoop, there it is. Okay. Um, but the reason you might not know that from this song from 1993 by Tag Team was uh, actually a band, actually because there was a group called 95 South who did an eerily similar version called Whoop, there it is. I'm sorry, called Woot, there it is. So there's Whoop, there it is, and there's Woot. there it is. Really, and uh, they battled it out to like whose song is this? They even went to the copyright office. They got this big old thing, um, tag team, in ninety five South. Like who's who's gonna make it? Who's the song that's gonna hit it? Because whoop, there it is, hit the charts in uh, June. Was it yeah, June twelfth of nineteen ninety three? And the very next week, ninety five South hit the charts with Woot. There it is. So the public's even confused. Like you said, you were. You didn't know there's an M in there. Um, because they battled it out. Now, who won? I say Tag Team did because there's a jock jam of whoop. There it is. And if you don't know jock jams, you should look it up. It's like that greatest hits type CDs that came out with all those things that people like to play sports to and shoot balls and hit pucks and lift weights and all that stuff. I don't understand what any of those things are. We're not jocks. We were in Glee Club. (laughs) I I did do uh, West Side Story, the musical. Yeah, so I think Tag Team wins that one. Whoop, there it is. And that was 1993.
0: How bizarre. What? How bizarre. Clever. The song. So that song is by OMC. Um, yeah. I would have never known that. If I said, hey, what's your favorite OMC song? Who? No, run DMC? Right. Oh, yeah, run. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so 1996. So the reason that we don't know who these guys are, uh, and the reason that this was just one hit, um, is because two years after it came out, there was a huge falling out between the two members over a royalties dispute. Um, The lead vocalist, Polly, How do you say that, Robert? Fumana? Fumana? Yeah, that's how I'd say it. Um, he continued on as a solo artist under the OMC name and never produced another album. He died in 2010 at the age of 40. So man, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't think he's gonna have another hit.
1: Uh, probably not that member yeah. of OMC. You know, I don't know what the other guy's doing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like you said, Jake, the 90s were just chock full of tons of i mean we could go on and on and on and on and on and on let's just name a few of these like without getting into details like the rembrandts i'll be there for you
0: i'll be there from for friends you. yep yeah. uh we've got natalie imbruglia torn
1: lubega mambo number no. five i don't know
0: what happened to the first four of them <laughs> Uh, they got lost. Obviously not hits. A little bit of Erica by my side. Lynn, steal my sunshine. I know it's all for me. I remember that. Oh, you can always jump
1: around with house of pain. Jump and get down. Jump, 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 jump. Ben Folds 5, brick. I see Ben Folds from time to time in Franklin. Really? really? Just south of Nashville, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he has a house or had a house right there on West Main Street. I used to see him walking around and you eat at Genghis Grill. No. Um, and uh, Hadaway, What is Love? I know that from Night at the Roxbury or like from all the Saturday Night Lights What is
0: love? Baby, don't hurt
1: me. Will Ferrell and uh, Chris Kattan. Is that the two that were doing it? Yeah. No yeah. Head bobbing. <laughs> uh, semisonic, Closing Time. We also just covered that one and talked about what that was really about.
0: Closing time. Open all the
1: doors. Chumba Wumba. Uh, tub thumping. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Or as my brother said, I get knocked down by an elephant. No doubt, the
0: right again, <laughs> and then the verb, you know, like bittersweet symphony, which I just learned samples strings uh, out of an arrangement from an old um, Rolling Stone song. And there's a big lawsuit there, and blah blah blah. Rolling Stones want a writing credit for the song. That's probably why they didn't make another song, right?
1: Uh, man, let's jump back. Let's just jump forward into uh, the two thousands. Oh, real quick before we get to that, um, the one I was telling you about earlier that was just all words was uh, "Wear Sunscreen." Remember, do you remember that song at all? I don't. It was. Uh, I don't think so. Man, who did that one? That was Boz Lerman or something like that. Boz, yeah, Boz Lerman, and that one hit the charts for just a little bit here at the end of the nineties, ninety seven, and uh, it was, it's just weird. I remember when it came out. And I was in high school, um, or that's what I like to tell people, and uh, it, it, it was just one of those wear sunscreen, blah, 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 like very down tempo, just spoken word thing, but it hit the charts, huh? Wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. You will not understand. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Come, my lady,
0: come, come, my lady, do my butterfly,
1: sugar, baby. So, Crazy Town did a song called Butterfly, Sugar, baby, in uh, early 2001. Come, it hit the charts. Ladies. Come,
0: come, my lady.
1: Yeah, it hit the charts in uh, March 2001. And that was actually their third single off of their album, The Gift of Game, which is interesting because I don't know why it even made it that far if the label put out two singles before that that did nothing. I was keep putting out singles. One of these is going to hit, I guess that one did. I spent two weeks at the top, number one. So I mean, it was there for a little bit, and then bye bye. We'll see you later. And then uh, yeah,
0: butterfly flew away. (laughs) Um, So this song uh, is a little bit special to me, Daniel Powder's "Bad Day," because um, my wife now, who we weren't even dating, her and her sister asked me to come in and help them write a parody of that song. Uh, called It's Your Birthday uh, oh, yeah. for um, for a friend of ours and that was in June of 2006 that we did that. And this one, um, was, this one came out in April of This one was actually
1: blown up because it became like the little farewell song at the end of American, American Idol, Idol. Uh, season five. Yep. And uh, everybody's like, oh, what's that song? Let's look it up. And then it just went crazy and hit the top of the charts and stayed up there for a little bit. Um, I did know that he had three other top 40 hits in uh, Canada, where he's from, but nothing here in the States.
0: I bet he's really nice. He probably is. Uh, so I remember being uh, in, it was my senior year of high school, 2006, March, uh, getting ready to graduate, and then uh, James Blunt comes out with. you beautiful. You're beautiful. Also by Kermit. you beautiful.
1: Just kidding! I really like that song. I think a lot of people like that song, which is how it hit the charts. I bought the
0: album at on on compact disc. Oh, you were that guy to play my compact disc player. I probably uh, downloaded it illegally
1: from LimeWire at the time. Napster, maybe I don't know. It was big in 2006. LimeWire—that's probably LimeWire. Napster, come of. I probably put it on a mix cd a mix compact disc <laughs> to play in my grand Give give to a girlfriend i don't know what i had no i was married in 2006 yes married in 2005 oh goodness yeah come on man you've been married for 50 or 60 years by then <laughs> yeah. we were celebrating our golden anniversary <laughs> um but yeah that one he followed it up with uh, goodbye my lover so he first said you're beautiful and then he said goodbye my lover and i guess that one only reached number 66 on the charts so he said goodbye james blunt he had a really unique voice he did let's let's wrap up the 2000s and head up to the 2010s
0: which is so strange because the 2000s 2010s it all just kind of runs together for me it doesn't really feel like there was a decade switch we were both really busy over that decade switch i think that's like, true we're just
1: pretty ingrained and engrossed with in what we're doing yeah. so it was I mean it's kind of blurs together it's cool okay we're moving to the 2010s now but I still had to go to work the next day I don't know
0: almost the 2020s well uh, of course one that we just have to talk about first because I think it was probably it was a sign of the times as far as music exploding and how big it got how quickly it got huge and then how quickly it died off Wopan Gangnam Style um, I mean, I. It's been recent enough that I think everyone will remember the song. Um, and I think and it's the been dance. long enough to know that he's probably not going to have another one that right. hits that big. Yeah. So we can call him a one-hit wonder. Um, he is, of course, South Korean. The song exploded worldwide. And I've heard a lot of speculation as to how serious or not serious is the song. Of course, in the United States, we don't take it very seriously. It looks like it's intended to be pretty funny. Yeah, kind of cheeky. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it also birthed... Pin Pineapple Apple Pin, that pen, one? Pin Pineapple Apple Pin, yeah. Yeah, when both
1: of those came out, it was kind of like a whirlwind. I didn't know what was happening. When Gangnam Style came out, what in the world is this? Is this Is a joke? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess kind of. But it worked catchy had a good beat nice melody yeah i mean funny video it was just an interesting time when gangnam style came out yes it's just just weird um okay hey do you remember bulletproof by larue i loved that song Bullet and i love the video too that was uh the ver- that was june of 2010 um and that was actually their third single and so again two songs came out before they did nothing and then this one comes out and uh Reached number eight on the uh, U.S. charts and in the
0: U.K. hit number one. So I thought Larue uh, looks like Laroux. Laroux. Um, I thought Larue was the girl's name, but no, it's uh, they're a duo, and her name is actually Ellie. Huh? Yeah. This uh, time maybe i be This time. Gautier. We had to put this one on the list.
1: Yeah, okay. Gautier, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know you weren't happy about <laughs> being called the one-hit wonder when you were first accused or stated that you were. Um, but, I mean, I think it's looking like you are right now. I mean, in
0: truth be told, Gautier, you are simply somebody that I used to know. Oh, don't be so harsh. I still <laughs> know you. It's a it's, joke. It's a joke. So it's that, a joke.
1: Would, that would have been...
0: 2013? 2012. Thir- 2012. Yep. So it peaked at number one in most countries around the world. That I could good. list them, but it's most of them. That, that was a big... I mean, even just... just, just, just
1: yeah, even Poland. <laughs> <laughs> I love... S- 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 chicken. <laughs> I'll have... <laughs> uh, sweet and sour is fine.
0: <laughs> um, so something, a uh, fact I did not know about the song is that that guitar bit at the beginning that I always thought was cool. is like, oh, they made it sound like it's old. It's because it is old. It's a sample of a song by uh, Luis Bonifá. Uh, a song called Seville. Seville, which is just an instrumental um, how do they find these things? I don't know. Do the, the producers find them? the writers find them? Just are scouring It's like, like YouTube oh, for got, old songs? My favorite song. I've always wanted to sample it. Let me, <laughs> let me go get my record from my trunk because I keep it with me in case I get an opportunity to listen to it.
1: What else hit in the 2010s? Uh, the cheerleader song by, is it Omi?
0: Found myself a cheerleader. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there when I need her.
1: Which is ironic because he's single and still hasn't found his cheerleader. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh, I did hear that his mom is his biggest cheerleader. So maybe it's about his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at the lyrics and make sure that's appropriate. If that's his mom in the music
1: video, then... Uh, He's aging well. She's <laughs> aging well. <laughs> um, so, oh, I did read, okay, a little interview with him that said that the most expensive thing, like what do you do with his earnings from this single? Right, so you get you get the big money from the song being number one or whatever. It, whatever if you don't know how much gotta. money that is, you should listen to our previous episode where we're talking about... We broke it down. You big, sell a million copies. Big money. <laughs> yeah. So what did he do with that success and that money? He uh, bought new rims for his brown uh, infinity, <laughs> which is his daily driver.
0: He drives a brown infinity and souped it up a little bit. Which I would love to know where he's from. Uh, Jamaica, I think. I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't. The flag is uh, yellow, green, and black. He's got that accent. I would. I would guess somewhere. On oh, myself a cheerleader. I. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed
1: our trek through the decades, from the '60s to the '2010s on all these uh, these artists who came out with songs that we all know that only did one song that we all know.
0: <laughs> I know that there are plenty of, of one-hit wonders that we definitely didn't put on our list. Oh, well, there are hundreds of them. There are hundreds, literally hundreds of one-hit wonders. We do want to know,
1: what is your favorite one-hit wonder? Um, I would consider, if you're asking me... Ice Ice Baby by uh, Vanilla Ice. Bum, 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 bum. Again, sampled or oh. claimed to have ripped off under pressure. but um,
0: Which is a pretty blatant.
1: It's, it's very obvious.
0: Borrowing of it, whatever. <laughs> I, I assume he wound up having to pay for that because there's just no way around. If you want to know, you should check out our episode we covered that one. Oh,
1: snap. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I think that one was a pretty well known one hit wonder we didn't talk about, but I think. Uh, yeah that's probably my favorite yeah um the click
0: five
1: man i forgot about that one
0: i thought that song was hilarious there are I mean, so it, many some of those guys their their one hits were so huge that it launched their name into superstardom right uh, they've been able to do other things with their fame I wonder
1: uh, if they'd re, like released other songs before those songs that would have, that could have gone like huge. And then they released that one to be a mega hit on top of that. But because of the order they did it, like, well, let's put this song out first. And then every other song like, eh. Right. If you could go back
0: and do one thing different in your career, it would change your whole career forever. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's always 2020 and there's always the what ifs, but. Yeah. My hindsight is like 2030 probably.
1: <laughs> you see really well backwards.
0: Mm, it's okay. It's not as great as just 2020. It's not,
1: not perfect. Did you notice that our intro was a lot shorter than
0: normal? I bet you didn't. I bet you did. Hey, hit us up on social media and let us know what your favorite one-hit wonder is. Of course... Uh, Instagram and Twitter at TurnedUpPodcast and Facebook.com slash Podcast Can't miss us. And of course, always TurnedUpPodcast.com. Dude, we
1: haven't talked about this. Did you read the uh, reviews that we've gotten recently on uh, the iTunes podcast app? I saw one that's really funny. Yeah, there have been a couple on there that have made me really laugh. And we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback via, you know, private messages and DMs, slid into the DMs, whatever, that said, hey, maybe... uh. Your intro is a little long, so that's why our intro was shorter this time. That's right, we chopped it off. What do you think we should do? Uh, as long as, as long as nobody knows who we are, then the next the next episode is going to be completely anonymous. That's what our favorite
0: pastimes are?
1: <laughs> like long long walks on the
0: beach. Hopefully, their hindsight's a little more blurry than. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Oh man. Uh, yes. So thank you so much for listening this week,
1: and uh, thank you to Real Sound for giving us a platform to be able to talk about weird things like
0: One Hit Wonders. Absolutely. And thank you, Robert, for doing research into this uh, into this podcast. Um, and thank you, Real Sound Productions, for editing and mixing. Yeah. Make it sound good, Real Sound. This podcast was hosted by Robert Venable, who is an award-winning producer, engineer, and recording studio owner. He's been in movies, he's got gold records, Dove Awards, Grammy nominations, and uh, is a very talented multi-instrumentalist, is a drummer for the band As We Ascend, is currently learning guitar, and loves long walks on the beach and chocolate turtles dipped in uh, uh, tomato paste. It's a weird thing of mine, but it's true. Jake Jones, man, I, I
1: appreciate you saying all those nice things about me, especially since you yourself are a chart-topping songwriter, producer, mixer, engineer. In addition to all of that fun stuff, are able to play guitar in the uh, band As We Ascend, as well as sing in the band As We Ascend. used to play guitar in the uh, national touring chart-topping band We As Human. We Atuman. We Atuman, uh, according to one guy in some random state. And uh, what was it, New Mexico? was it? atona beach florida oh way off way man. my favorite band <laughs> you should look up their stuff as well as as we ascend uh, we we've got some interesting songs out there that everybody seems to like and keep buying so hey thank you for that um also jake jones in addition to all of those uh, musical accolades you yourself also enjoy long walks on the beach but also short walks on sidewalks and that's what uh you do
0: in your spare time that's right short walks on sidewalks and that's your uh, your new book right Short walks on sidewalks. Yes. It's, uh, it's coming out in the fall. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, please, if you like the podcast, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Overcast or Castbox or anywhere that you listen to podcasts because we are everywhere. And if you're just down for a good
1: time, you should go there and just read the reviews because it's hilarious. They are really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of
0: jokes and stabs at my age, but hey, I deserve it. I've been screenshotting them and sending them to you you all week uh until next week no I, that's your line night no, say it go ahead jake take my line until
1: next week this is uh turned up podcast signing out peace
0: turned up podcast